the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's a Friday, and it's a, a good Friday, and, well, a little bit better than a good Friday here because it is Friday, the last day of the week, and it's payday, and that's always a good thing. The only way it could have been better, you know how I look at this, if it had been a holiday and it had been a three-day weekend, it would have been a perfect Friday, but it's a great Friday. Let's just call it a great Friday today. I'm glad to be here, Chris uh, Corbett is on the phone. Chris, how are you today? Good morning. I'm doing fantastic. I'm sorry I didn't make it to the studio today, but I'm here by phone. Well, I understand you have to get up at like 3.30 in the morning to get here at, uh, <laughs> for the show at 6 o'clock. I understand that. So we'll we'll cut you slack, brother. Ain't no big right deal, on. all right? We ain't no big deal. Hey, I'm going to the movies this weekend. When, oh, fantastic. Yeah. Which one? I am taking my grandson, who is four and a half years old, to his first movie on the big screen. And I, uh, I'm, t- I'm taking him to go see Paw Patrol. Oh, nice. Oh, he'll remember that forever. That's perfect. Yeah, it's a movie for him, and I, I'm i going to take him. It's going to be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. And then... Uh, my daughter yesterday was so hilarious. She goes, well, you'll really like that, Dad. He's going to have a great time. I said, well, you're going too. <laughs> nice. She said, right oh, okay, all right, Dad, that's cool. And then she <laughs> says, I can't wait. Next year we'll have to take him to see the new uh, Jurassic Park movie. He loves the Jurassic Park movies. I said, he, nice. likes, he likes them on your all's you know, 35-inch television. I don't know yeah. how much he's going to like it on a 40-foot screen. I still love it. So my first movie in a theater was Star Wars. Oh, really? Seventy-seven. I was six years old, yeah. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay, awesome. now, did you sit through the whole movie, or were you a wiggle worm? Oh, the huge the thing of popcorn was as big as my chest. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah, I was talking. I was talking to Eli yesterday. He was over at my house for a little while, and I said, yeah. uh, "I'm taking you to the movie on Saturday." He says, "I know, Pop." And I said, "Well, I'm glad you know." And I said, uh, "This is something you've never done before." But he says, "But I'm a big guy now." And I said, "I know you're a big guy. That's why I'm taking you." And I <laughs> and I said, "But just know that this is bigger than watching." tv and he goes okay you know i said i'll buy popcorn <laughs> and he goes cool and gives me two thumbs up so uh, i think he's Fantastic. gonna i think he's gonna have a good time you know he's gonna have some fun and 
these are the kind of he's getting the age where I can really relate to him. I mean, I re- I played with him when he's a really little kid and stuff, but now he's getting to the point where he can sit and talk to me about things. Yeah, yesterday, what was he talking? Oh, yes. they, he bought uh, uh, Nana, uh, my wife, bought him a that big uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex from the Jurassic Park movies. Uh, Oh, yeah. uh, the Dominus or whatever its name is, the Raptor. Yeah, uh, no, it's, it's not the Raptor. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a cross between a Raptor, a T Rex, and they made him like, and and I think Godzilla. But anyway, they made <laughs> oh. him, they made him huge. And uh, it's so funny. It's it. You push the tail down, and you can put like a Raptor in its mouth. You pushes the tail down, <laughs> and it swings its head, and it throws the Raptor out of its mouth. And he thought that was great. He he did that about fifty times for me. Did you, see pop, see pop, hey pop, look at this. <laughs> I like my grandson. I really do. I like to I like to to brag on him. He's he's some some kid. Hey, uh, I got this other guy sitting across from me. He keeps saying Mazel Tov to me. Uh, Robert Steinbach is here right now. Oh, perfect, awesome. He's you know he. I got to tell you, he had a. He had quite the day yesterday. You know that. It's fantastic. Did you see what happened yesterday? I did. Okay. He, you know, he didn't even have to make his uh, his points of why they shouldn't name the chair after Bill Clinton. They suddenly, out of nowhere, they they had to blow three inches of dust off of the letter, and they and they 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 ran into the chamber and they. We're not going to name it after Bill, the, the the chair after Bill Clinton. We've got a letter here that's been sitting somewhere that we just happened to find that said that Bill Clinton didn't want the chair named after him. Here are a few interesting facts. First of all, that letter has always been in their records. Second is is that Tom Sullivan and I, two senior members of the faculty, who are generally ignored uh, because you know, guess what? We get to, we challenge them. We challenged them. Um, we asked in May, uh, and I specifically wrote that the decision was made not to name this after Bill Clinton twenty years ago, and the dean refuted me. Was it was the letter twenty years old? Right, <laughs> right. The dean said, "No, that ain't right." Okay, right? because you know, if you if you're an ostrich and you stick stick your head in the sand, guess what? You don't see the sky, right? So I raised the question. And then she comes to this hearing and says, well, then someone made a FOIA request. It was the Dem Gaz made a FOIA request. And then we looked for the records. Wait, what? So you made a decision to rename a chair, an endowed professorship for Bill Clinton without doing any research. Then you were asked by two of your most senior professors and you said you didn't do any further research any further let's be clear you didn't do any research right right again and i said no you're wrong and i said why you're wrong and then fast forward three months later is it so something like that and the chancellor writes a letter to the chair of the committee uh in the senate right saying exact almost exactly what i said oh Guess what? The decision was made not to name it after Bill Clinton. That's what I said in May. In right. May. Right. But I was ignored. 
because that's what takes place there. I was ignored when it came to giving out the name professorships. I'm ignored because I've never been uh, 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 this time for a long time put as a chair of any committee. I'm ignored because I'm the only expert on admissions, and I'm not on the admissions committee. You know why I'm not on the admissions committee, Dave? Because I have the temerity to say, hey, you know, when you keep letting in overall on average minorities with lower scores, they're going to perform worse as a group. They fail and they don't get their law license. Oh, twice the bar failure rate? Twice the bar failure rate? So So what have you done to help them? Oh, you're taking their money. Hey, have you given them a That's refund? That's exactly have right. Have you given them a refund? No. No. You mean they don't even prorate it? No. Yeah, it's not prorated pass-fail. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm taking my law degree back. I want a refund. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Funny. I mean, that. well, that's what should happen for Clinton. He should, get, he should be asking for his money back. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he should be paying them back. He, I mean, the... the, the well, I mean, can, how can you go through law school and not understand what perjury is? Oh, he understood it. <laughs> right? And and by the way, you know when he, he, he initially said, you can use my name, and within a few months said, no, I changed my mind. He changed his mind when they prosecuted him for a disbarment action. That's for, right. That's exactly yeah, what for, happened. For disbarment action for lying <clears throat> to the uh, uh, to the federal court. Yeah, lying under oath. That's right. That's right. I pointed out in the hearing, by the way, that uh, no conservative or Jew has ever taught constitutional law. And then the dean had the temerity to say this other class that relates to the topic of con- there's a class called constitutional law. And she knows that full well. Anybody who's gone to law school knows there's a class. It's called constitutional sure. law. Well, guess what? Ideas regarding constitutional law come up in a lot of classes. I teach constitutional law in my evidence class. Well, that you have to. Right. That doesn't mean I teach the class constitutional law. No conservative or Jew has ever taught constitutional law at the, at the law school. None. Zero. She says, well, so-and-so teaches this other class. That's a constitutional law class. That wasn't what I said. And more importantly, you know it. How Clinton-esque is that? Oh, sure. Okay. And in one of her emails back in May when she was uh, not bothering to look at the records, but nonetheless apparently knew because she said, well, uh, my my word's final on this. I made my decision, right, you know, out of the ether. Uh Um, uh, She uh, uh, – I lost my track on on which which one of the claims I want to bring up about uh, about this. She was saying that uh, um, the Clinton name professorship uh, had always no. I'm sorry, uh, John DePippa. This is the point. John DePippa sends an email to Mike Masterson and says it's always been named the um, Clinton professorship. We just were waiting on a last minute uh, piece of paperwork. Well, there's a memo from 20 years ago. This same one. The same one that says. Uh, um, Bill Clinton withdrew his name, and John DePippa recommends we name it for this other guy. So John DePippa says now that that the, the, it was always named after Bill Clinton when he's referenced in the memo suggesting another person's name. Well, what I like about what DePippa said is that it was named the Bill Clinton chair. We were just waiting for the last piece of... Uh, a paperwork that made the naming of it the Bill Clinton chair final. Yeah. Well, yeah. then it was never named the Bill Clinton chair. Exactly. It was and, suggested that it be named that. And, and it was 
more importantly than that, I, well, I, actually, I think it was named that for like a minute. It was named that for a minute, and then Bill Clinton said, I changed my mind. And guess what? When you name something after somebody, you need their approval. And yes. They can change your mind. So he changed his mind. One might think he changed his mind out of shame, but more likely he changed his mind because he's a good politician. No, wait, oh, no, here's, here's the other point ahead, I wanted okay, to raise, which I, which, I, which I forgot. Um, so Alan Clark, who's the chair of the Senate Judiciary Committee, says to the dean, you know, you started snarking on Steinbuck because he apparently applied for an adjunct p- position. That, you know, means like a teach one class on the side at the Clinton School. I don't know if I did, but let me tell you, they could use some conservatives over there. So if you're listening, I'm happy to come over and teach adjunct. Okay. Right? And, and so um, he goes to uh, the dean. Isn't that a little political to kind of snark at him like that? And she goes, um, well, no, I, I, I found it kind of ironic. He goes, it's ironic that Steinbuck wanted to observe the rules for the naming of the professorship at a law school so you don't name a professorship after a, an attorney who was booted out of the practice of law, but he's still willing to walk into a building named the Clinton School. Hey, guess what? I go through the Clinton Airport, too. I don't flap my, my arms up and down just because it's a Clinton Airport and not go to it that's just a bizarre bizarre statement yeah well i just wanted to ask chris chris uh do you think do you think that bill clinton really understands the definition of shame man he's a slick politician yeah he sure doesn't understand the definition of is right that's right but he's he was slick enough to to um you know weasel his way out of the out of this this uh this naming, I think he didn't want it named because he didn't want any more press when yep. he was about to lose his bar license, yeah. right? That's exactly why. That's exactly I why. I think you're right. You both are right on about that. All right, we got more to talk mm-hmm. about. Got to get a break in. Let's do that. Then we'll come back. Chris Corbett is here. He's attorney of law in, uh, well, in Arkansas, but he lives in Conway. And then we got Robert Steinbach here. He is a law professor, Bowen School of Law. He is also a practicing attorney here in the state of Arkansas. I'm Dave Ellswick. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. And I want to tell you about East End Towing. East End Towing can do it all, no matter the situation, whether it's you locked your keys in your car, you got a flat tire, your car, your pickup truck broke down on the side of the road. East End Towing can handle it for you, and they've got all the answers. They are a member of Arkansas Tow and Recovery Board. They are licensed and assured tow operation, and every one of their trucks is permitted. All you've got to do is call them, 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849 for East End Towing. All right, back with you. We've got Robert Steinbach, law professor, over at the Bowen School of Law. His opinions are his and his alone. Chris Corbett is here. I think this is a big thing that we've gone back and they've corrected the narrative. They've been trying to, uh, you know, affix Clinton's name to this chair. And, uh, Robert, you and this other law professor knew that it was never a true story. Oh, I knew the narrative from the beginning. The reason I wrote to the dean in May, in May, that 
the uh, it was initially approved by Clinton, and then the decision was made not to name it after Clinton. By the way, that locution is almost identical to the language used by the chancellor in retracting the naming of Bill Clinton. In other because words, because there was because a letter, was right. and Clinton yeah. said, "Don't use my name." Right, and the reason I wrote that in May was not because I pulled it out of the ether, like the dean did in claiming that. It was allowed to go forward. Right. It was not uh, 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 for nonsensical reasons. It's because I've been here almost 20 years, and I knew what happened. Because people told me what happened. I had heard what happened. It wasn't news to me that initially was uh, was contemplated to be named after Clinton, but that he pulled it. That and, wasn't news. And Sullivan knew that it wasn't Sullivan true. Sullivan knew it, too. That's the point. So we knew this, and we were dismissed and ignored. Dismissed and and ignored. Yeah, go back in your corner, you conservative. Right. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's the same thing. Like when they gave out the name professorships, and the dean announced, "Well, I only looked at the last five years. Only looked at the last five years." These things are always, always given out for a lifetime of work. And here's the thing: even in the last five years, uh, I win. But going back twenty years. If you compare 20 years of work with people, there's one person who won who has about five years of accomplishments. Oh, coincidence? No. So you compare my 20 years of accomplishments against this person's one year, five years of accomplishments. By the way, go ahead and compare five to five. I still should win. But compare 20 to five, and you can't do it. I clobber it. So mix it up. Makes it up. Oh, well, I'll just look at the last five years. This isn't the the young law professor's teaching award. This is the opposite. Endowed positions are for lifetime achievements. For guys to do their job and do Uh, it right. Do it right uh, uh, for years and years, continuing to this day. I mean, you would get it because of how many years that you've done it. Chris, on the other hand, would not because (laughs) he's only been practicing for... 19 years. Yeah. Uh, Chris, said to me, That's right. uh, Chris said to me the other day, I've been practicing for 20 years. I said, Chris, I've been practicing for 30 years. So, <laughs> what else you got? Trump. He played a Trump card. What else you got? <laughs> I hope I never get in the bathroom at the same time as you two guys. There you go. Now, of course, the truth is that um, uh, if you practice for 20 or 30 years, it doesn't that's not the critical factor. Uh, a colleague of mine had a great line when when you go to get a job as a law teacher, you, at first you go to this central location. And at the central location, I heard this guy talking. He goes, I don't know. I've been, I've been practicing this stuff for 25 years and I can't get a job here. And a friend of mine who was there leaned over to me and said, um, no, the guy says, I've got 25 years of experience. And my friend leans over and he goes, he's got about two years of experience that he repeated about 12 times. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So what you're, what you're basically, what we're saying here, uh, if you're missing it, is that it's all political. It's all political. It's unbelievable, the, the level of politics uh, that goes on. It's but, not your work. Yeah. It's do you tow the company hey, hey, line. Th- think about this. The, the lefties, uh, which dominate this law school and law schools across the country, to be clear, the lefties tell you that you must have people with different skin colors because that diversity matters. Now, of course, I welcome all skin colors because I don't pay attention to skin colors. But they tell you you must uh, check what the skin colors are and then you know write them down 
because that matters. That matters for perspective. Skin color matters, according to the left, for perspective. And then when Bob Ballinger challenges the dean and said, you know, wouldn't it be good to have a conservative teaching constitutional law? The oh, class. Did he say that? Oh, yes. Oh, oh I'm liking yes. this. Oh, yes. The class constitutional law, not the dodge that the dean tried to deceptively present uh, to Bob Ballinger and others. Uh, and um, she says, well, I teach about originalism. Wait a second. So a lefty can teach about originalism, but the person's skin color matters. Right. How about having an actual originalist, an actual originalist teach constitutional law? Here's another thing, by the way. She said, oh, we have a very diverse faculty, very diverse faculty. It, here, here's how it's very diverse. You got your far left, your socialist left. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, your communist Your communist, your neo left. <laughs> then she claims I'm not even the most conservative on the on the faculty. Oh I'm not the most conservative on the faculty. Yeah. Uh, one of one of the senators said to me uh, on the side later when after hearing that comment, he said, well, the way I measure conservatism is what you do for the conservative movement. You're the only guy I've ever heard of at the law school. <laughs> You're the only one <laughs> That's I've ever heard truth. of. That's the truth. It's the only reason right. that Robert has ended up on my show. Mm-hmm. He was the only conservative law professor I could find. All right. It wasn't my good looks. We got to take a break here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Chris is going to get back into the conversation as well. But let's find out what's happening with the news first here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. Hey, don't forget about PI Roofing. When it's your roof that needs repairing, PI Roofing are the professionals to do it for you. Uh, Some of these thunderstorms that have been coming through here just recently have had some hail in them. I would suggest that if you have hail in your area, uh, you call PI Roofing, ask them to come out and, uh, you know, walk on your roof, get up on top of it, inspect it, and see if there's any hail damage. And then they'll get with your insurance company and work with them. PI Roofing, Joel Johnson, make sure before anybody walks on your roof uh, for his company or nails a shingle down on your roof or lays any of that felt down that they have done it for him uh, in front of him on a full roof that he has at his uh, uh, you know offices. He's got a large building there, and uh, he can test people. So you got to be able to pass the test that you can put a shingle on the way they do it at PI Roofing. It's uh, 707-3551. That's 707-3551. Or online, go to PI Roofing. Dot com. It's who I use. I don't use anybody else. I just use uh, them. And uh, I've had a lot of my friends that have used them and go, man, I'm so glad you told me about them because they are, you know, go back. Uh, I guess in the 80s is when we said they're the bomb, right? So that uh, I, I can use an old statement from them. I, can, I, I refuse to use the 60s. All right? I won't say, yeah, they're really boss. <laughs> you remember that that word, Chris? You remember when you used to say things for boss? Boss, yeah, that's an old term. Yeah, it is. It's it's not. Was that from the eighties? No, that's sixties, late sixties. Oh man! Yeah, we're we're talking here. That's not old. That's ancient. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. You know, 
boss, or I could have said, yeah, they're really groovy. I'm looking for a 60s bumper sticker that says, our freedom wasn't won with a registered gun. There you go. That would, yeah. That was, apparently that came from the 60s. Yep. I haven't seen one. That's when they said what they meant meant what they said. That's right. And that's the key. Think about what I just said. It goes a long way to explain how I look and look at the way think people say things today, and I go, surely you don't mean that. I mean, really, I do. I look at people and say, surely you don't mean that. that you, you sound like a, like you believe the earth is still flat. You know? And stop right. calling me Shirley. Well, yeah, and yeah, quit right. calling me Shirley. Absolutely. Well, that's the problem. That's the problem with what Steinbeck was just saying. The, the Constitution didn't change. The meaning of the Constitution doesn't change. The restrictions placed on the government by the people through the Constitution, through the Constitution they enacted, it doesn't change. Chris, the Chris, passage of time. Chris, the Constitution, I say mockingly, is a living yeah. document. Don't you know? You yeah, have to feed exactly. it. You have to water it. It's a living <laughs> document. You see, and so what it means today is different than what it means yesterday because we have to put uh, uh, judges in place who read their personal preferences into it. This is the problem with oh, law schools. Man. Law schools teach yeah. a leftist philosophy, and then they make the false claim. Well, I tell them what originalism is. You know, they uh, to borrow a term, Chris, that you might recall me using previously. Leftists in academia couldn't find an originalist idea with a flashlight and a stick. <laughs> but it's the truth. Well, I like it. Well, here, here's... they need you in there. They need you in there teaching that. Well, yeah, diversity. They need diversity, or not that kind of diversity. No, diversity they, of thought, uh, not that kind no, of diversity. No, they want all they want is diversity in a photo op. That's right. The the, the notion oh, that we have a, a, a philosophically diverse faculty at the law school is hogwash, hogwash. Yeah. Well, I just I think it's interesting that you know people read the Constitution and they think they understand it because they apply to the Constitution, they see a word and they go, well, that word means this. That word means this now. It didn't mean that then. It it may have a completely different meaning. That's exactly right, Dave. You hit the nail on the head, and they want to use modern meanings to words that were enacted hundreds of years ago and then say, well, that's what it means. Well, that's not what it meant when it was actually written down. So, uh, Which right. means you miss, miss the complete context of what they were doing. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And, it's just and, made up. It's well, just made of up, course right? it is. Right. It's a left. Exactly. The left makes yeah. everything up. That's exactly right. And you think, you think this is what's so remarkable. The lefties, this was um, uh, sort of modeled by the dean yesterday in her testimony. The left believes that a lefty can come in and teach originalism the same way a conservative can, but a white person can't teach the same way as a black person. Of Wait, course what? not. Wait, what? Wait, what? Yeah, because they grow <laughs> exactly. up differently. I can't even digest that. No, like, exactly. Well, it also means that as a white guy, I can't teach constitutional law as the way an Asian would. Apparently. Apparently. By the way, Chris mentioned to me last night uh, at dinner that he wants to be addressed as a race car. 
<laughs> What's he being addressed? No, as? An attack helicopter. Attack helicopter. As an, uh, as oh, an attack helicopter. Uh, uh, he's not he, she, they, or whatever <laughs> they are. It's yeah. uh, attack helicopter. So is Apache going to be your pronoun? Yes, yes. Please address me as such. <laughs> yeah. Attack helicopter one, attack helicopter two, and Apache. Apache's the plural, apparently. Now, this is going to yeah. be tough because Apache, to use the word Apache, means that you're appropriating oh, the culture of the na- Native Americans. Can't do it. Oh, man. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Yeah, you can't do that. No, no. And then um, uh, Chris decided, Chris also told me that he, he actually. He has a simpler approach. He's decided that his pronouns are very he, very him, and banana. I don't know why the last one's banana, but the last one's banana. Well, I like M&M's. I think I, my pronoun's going to be M&M. Yeah. I think that's what I'm going to have, M&M. It's going to be M&M. That's my pronoun. I identify as an M&M. There you go. Have you heard this thing that's going on, uh, you know, is it... Uh, was it Lamaz that talks about uh, breastfeeding your child? They've changed all the terminology now. Now it's chest feeding. Oh my gosh, we had to, you and I uh, on the show have talked about that in the past. Yeah, yeah chest feeding. Chest feeding. Yeah. Oh Are you gosh. ready for that one? Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Does it make Does it make women feel better, or does it make men feel better? I don't know. Oh, it confuses me. What is me. the goal of that day? It, what is it, the goal? If you're If you're a man who chest feeds. Do you wear a bro instead of a bra? I'm just curious. No, I'm just curious. Can I, can, can I get a little something? Can uh, I get a little something on that? Anyway, I, I, I need my my player some more exactly. so I can play my my rim shots. All right, it's about, uh, I guess it's about 16 minutes until 7. Let's get a break in here, and then we'll come back, and we'll have about, uh, about 13 minutes to sit and talk before we get to the top of the hour. Robert and Chris are going to be with us until the bottom of next hour. And then Matt Smith will finish up the show today and we'll talk about some of the new movies that are coming out today. Uh, One of the big movies that will do very well at the theaters is the kids movie that I'm taking my grandson to to see, Paw Patrol, the movie. Not to be confused the Paul Control, the TV series. Okay, just so you all know. Okay, do you have questions about filing for Social Security? If you do, here's an easy way to get those answers. Comes in an easy-to-understand booklet that's called Your Guide to Social Security, done by David Lucas Financial in North Little Rock. Uh, it's a 27 pages long, and uh, what you n- need to know about you know, getting your Social Security is in this book. I feel like I'm doing uh, the show on the History Channel where they go to the museums and the object is eight inches long. Anyway, uh, this can help you get even more income when you file for your Social Security because depending on when you file, whether you file at 62, whether you file at 66 and a half, whether you file at 70, will determine how much money you get per month. So, if you're within five years of filing for Social Security, get this free booklet now by calling 501-222-3315, and it clears it all up for you. And then they have a bonus as well, and it's free. You'll receive this free customized Social Security analysis that pinpoints the optimal time to wring every nickel out of your benefits, You can pick up the phone. You can do it right now because 
you to record your your call and you ask for all of this and they'll call you back and set you up uh and call right now at 501-222-3315 again that's 501-222-3315 all right so we're going to start a new topic here and this will definitely be picked up again after the top of the hour because it's such a a big topic and and that's afghanistan uh this has been incredibly ridiculously embarrassing for our country and it has put our country in danger uh and i don't think a lot of people have put two and two together on that this is beyond the borders of afghanistan uh this has made the taliban look like the north vietnamese looked on the fall of saigon uh, people will remember that that uh, that strengthened a lot of despots uh during the time and uh they started trying to push around the united states all the time it didn't stop uh until reagan and even with reagan they pushed him hard uh, lebanon is a perfect example of that and what happened there uh, just know that what's going to happen now is that a uh, few months down the road when everybody's not focused i mean we're like a bunch of uh, those dogs on uh, the movie up and all of a sudden something's going to come up and we'll go go squirrel all right and we're going to pay attention to that instead of what's happening in afghanistan and uh, al-qaeda is there already they have been they've never left they've had small training bases and we go out and you know you find a get a little grass fire you know you go out and stomp it out you don't have to call the fire department you can go out and put it out but what's going to happen now that it's going to get big enough that we're going to have to call the fire department and to put it out and all of these other uh terrorist groups are going to flock back to Afghanistan to do the training and everything. Of course they will. And then will. the world becomes a much more dangerous place. And Chris, here you go. Not only do the small players, and these are small players. They can do big things, but they're small players. But we already now know that China is already meeting with the Taliban, and uh, so is uh, Russia. Did you know that uh, President Biden approached Putin about stationing some troops in one of the stands. And uh, that's, you know, Karakistan and all the other stands that are over there. Right. He was right. going to put troops in there, and Putin said no. And guess what? Yeah. Biden didn't put troops there. Oh, man. Yeah, so here's what, well, we, now here's what we got. We got the Chinese pushing us, and they're going to, and now they're going to work with the Taliban, and uh, they're going to pay the Taliban several trillion dollars over the next few years to dig out precious minerals out of the the dirt in Afghanistan, like lithium. And that way they'll have – they already control 80 percent of those uh, well, those special uh, minerals. It, yeah, it's a man. All those resources are going to be taken over, and it's just a tragedy. And and Biden's trying to blame Trump for this. Well, of that course he is. Plan to pull out. 
It was Trump's plan to pull out. We just followed through. What a bunch of hogwash. Yeah, Trump also not. Trump also had a program for how to get every American out of Afghanistan and That's Biden right. just threw it in the trash can. You know, people right. that jump out of planes with parachutes uh, have a plan. Uh, and so if you jump out without a parachute, you say, well, the other guy jumped out. It's not exactly the same thing. No, you're right. <laughs> you're, you're, you're exactly correct. Oh, well, he, well, he was getting us out. Yeah, he had a parachute on. Yeah, there's That's different. Right. There's a little bit different in that form of free fall. Exactly. <laughs> well, and, you know, it's a sad thing that the Taliban are going to run back in here and Reinstitute this Islamic law. They're already doing Sharia law. Hands of the thieves and stoning adulterers in the in the streets. They're going to ban music. They're going to ban. Uh, oh, they're. Oh, I've already heard they're out collecting guns. They're going door to door to collect guns. Yes, they are. That's the first thing tyrants do is collect guns. Oh, if I may, That's just right. for a moment, transition for a second. Uh, I, I brought up at the hearing. How at the law school there was a cop who wasn't allowed to show up in uniform, and the response. Oh, that's do you great. remember that? And yeah, then Bob I remember Ball- it. Bob Ballinger passed a law that said, "No, no, it, it, you really are allowed." Now, to be clear, he didn't have to pass a law, but rather than having to litigate it, we just passed a new law. And the dean said, "No, no, no. Before that new law, uh, no uh, cop could carry a gun on campus uh, unless he was a, uh, a school cop, because that's open carry." No, it's not. <laughs> No, open carry is a relative. Where did these people right, get these right, things? Th- th- right. This is you want to talk about diversity of perspective. No, it's not. Open carry is relatively new in Arkansas, yep. and that's the law that passed that says uh, that the average Joe could open carry. There are separate laws on the books for years upon years upon years that say cops are entitled to carry guns anywhere they go. That is what it means to have a police power. And she said she literally said a Little Rock police officer can't walk on our campus with a with a no. uh, with a with a uniform prior to Bob Ballinger's law. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's outrageous. Maybe she wanted the the bobbies with the with the funny dudes from London with the little half sticks and the funny looking hat. Yeah, they you know a, a friend of mine who is in law enforcement said, "Yeah, those guys get beat up. They run away." Well, they do. Right? <laughs> they run away. They get beat up. Have you not seen have you not seen the video when those uh, Islamic terrorists in London were attacking everybody with the knives. Oh, the knives, And right. the bobbies were oh. running the other way. Exactly, exactly. I mean, they didn't even have a pen knife to try to defend themselves. Because you don't bring a stick to a knife fight, and you don't bring a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> amazing. Right. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. But I'm just telling you, we will be back in Afghanistan maybe 10 years. Hold on, let me look at my watch. Yep, we're back. Yeah. We're gonna, it's going to be bad. Hold on, let me look. We're back. It's and, and, be you know, real bad. And then the president just keeps, you know what they say about when you're you're digging a hole and right. it's getting dig, uh, right, d- deeper, deeper than stop what you digging. should do, stop yeah. digging. He doesn't stop digging. He, evidently, he's going to do another press briefing today. No, but you see, Dave, oh, you got please. it wrong. Yeah, no, no, uh, but you guys got it wrong. He doesn't remember doing the last one. <laughs> That's oh, all. man. He didn't, he's like, time to do a press briefing. Mr. President, you did one last, what? last week. What? Uh, no, that's when I was vice president. No, no, Mr. when you were president. I'm president? I'm telling you, we'd be better off if Ned Flanders was president. Exactly. Yeah, I just really. I I you know, the, the news is, Dave, the news is kind of devoid of, of, of how it really happened. That's I mean, right. did, did the president just issue a command and the general said, OK, or did the generals buck up and go, no, we got to have we can't do this. It's a good question. 
They, they didn't buck up because I've listened to Mealy talk. Ooh, he's he's awful. He awful. said he didn't buck up. He just, I was given an order. I took care of it. That sounds a whole lot like World War II yeah. from the other uh, side. And he started blaming the, oh, well, the intelligence community. You know, nothing like a general pointing fingers at everybody else. Well, yeah, he he didn't take, he did not let the buck stop on his desk. Hey, he Millie. blamed everybody else. Hey, Millie, winners want the ball. Just yeah. keep that in mind. Yeah, you're right. But what really made it, it made him look bad yesterday when the word came out that the French, the French, all right, were sending their troops out into Afghanistan to get their people to bring them back to Kabul. Now, I look, wow. if anybody who's listened to my show. One of the big claims to fame from my show was when I called the French embassy in in Washington D.C. Oh no, you did it! Yeah, when we when we were go- when we were going after uh, uh, oh, Hussein. All right, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. and I I got all the way up to the French ambassador's secretary, and he would I I, and I couldn't talk past him. I tried. I mm-hmm. couldn't. Get, and all I wanted to do is I said, well, I just wanted to tell you some jokes and you tell me how good they are and so i did my best french jokes like you know french rifle used once all right um uh, what was the other one uh uh, if world war three breaks out the loser has to keep france (laughs) you know know? what they call french toast in france (laughs) toast yeah (laughs) <laughs> it's just funny, yeah. yeah. But I, yeah, and you should have heard this guy. The first joke he kind of laughed at. You know, I said, "Is it true that they passed? Yeah. They planted all the trees there about by the arch so that the Nazis could march in the shade." Yeah. Oh man! <laughs> and he kind of laughed at that. He did not laugh at the World War Three joke. I'm just letting you know that it, it didn't happen. But that's when they wouldn't let us use their airspace. You remember that? Oh, that's I right. That. I forgot about that. Yeah. So I was, I was, I was giving him problems. I wish. I just wish that you, it, radio was like it used to be, where you didn't have to identify yourself. And I could have had him on the air, and I we could have we could have played that game, and he not known who I was, or I could have said I was from the U.S. Embassy or something. <laughs> would have been so oh, much be more. It'd been more fun. It would have been a whole lot more fun. All right, we got news coming up when we come back. We're going to talk more about Afghanistan. We need to. There's there's a lot more to still discuss about that, and we got some other issues we want to take on as well. That's all coming your way, Robert Steinbach. Chris Corbett, Dave Ellswick, The Dave Ellswick Show.
right, let's move into the last half hour with uh, our buddies here, Robert Steinbach. He's a law professor over at the Bowen School of Law, and his opinions are his and his alone, don't necessarily reflect those at the Bowen School of Law or the university to which it's attached. Robert uh, is with us until the bottom of the hour, as is Chris Corbett, who is a practicing attorney uh, out uh, here in Arkansas and uh, lives out in Conway. And by the way, our uh, legal beagle law professor is also a practicing attorney as well. Don't want to forget to mention that. Chris, I, um, Chris you know, went to Bowen Law School. Uh, Chris, uh, can you list all the conservative professors you, you had at the Bowen Law School? Wait, you done? Wait, you done? Can you list them again? No, no, Chris, list them one more time. I think the audience missed it. Wait, there, wait, wait, there, there it was. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I was looking, uh, I told you we were going to talk a little bit more about Afghanistan, but let me tell the listeners something. The other day I mentioned uh, that my uh, son, John, who was my son who went to Afghanistan right. uh, was, oh, uh, was with the Naval Reserve, and his his job was in logistics, which means he had to make sure that our men uh, out in the field had the type of guns and ammo that they needed. So most of his job was done uh, outside the wire, which <laughs> means he was out in the Wild West. So, uh, you know, he's had a few problems since he's come back, and uh, you know that he was, I told everybody, he was in uh, intensive care uh, in Oklahoma City uh, because he uh, he had COVID. He caught COVID, and I begged him to get the shot. All right, yeah. I begged my son right. to get the shot, and he did not. Uh, I, had all, I had him convinced he was going to go get it, but mm. he waited too he long. He waited too long. Just, just bottom line, he got let's, it. Let's well, do our public service uh, message. I mean that sincerely, and maybe this is what you were going to say, Dave, and that is, uh, folks, if um, if you haven't had the shot uh, and there's not some very specific medical reason that your doctors have told you otherwise, uh, go get the vaccine. Yeah, get the shot. It's no big deal. It's no. They're not tracking you with nanobots, I promise you. Well, not only that, they are tracking you on your cell phone. That's what I on your cell phone. That's what I do here on on the show on 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 Facebook. I always hold my my phone up. I say, "You got one of these? They've been tracking you since we got yours." All All right. So anyway, uh, John has been taken off uh, his respirator and has been off of it for the last two days. So I'm hoping that I'm hoping he's made the turn for the better now, and uh, I'll hopefully see him again here in the very near future yeah wow uh, dave i was on a wings in the hospital yeah, right? well, yeah. He's, be, he's in my prayers and indeed wow indeed it, last year was a tough year yeah. i mean people who've yeah. been listening to the show know they lost your brother my, my, right? my, my well my my yeah. daughter my 44 year old daughter died oh my gosh. and then yeah, both of my brothers my two older brothers died oh last year as well yeah. so uh death has been kind of a close specter uh, to me over the last 12 months unbelievable doing doing its thing and and one of my brothers specifically died from covid, from COVID. Mm. all right and i know that but and but i still feel like you should make your personal decision that's the thing that's what i i, I love about these liberals They're like well it's it's good to get the shot okay and therefore we're going to tell you to get the shot uh wait what no no we're not going to tell you yeah. to get shot. we're going to make exactly. you get the shot exactly and then so my response to them is it, it was good to vote for trump 
so you should vote. I, I want to mandate you vote for Trump. Wait, what? They don't like that one. No. Of course they So don't. look what we got instead. Uh, effect, uh, effectless, doddering, senile uh, um, uh, president who's going to have his second press conference on how he how messed every, up How everybody else messed yeah, up. Yeah, how everybody else messed up Afghanistan because he doesn't remember he, ha- he had the first one last week. Man, it's – I'm just uh, – well, that – that interview he did with Stephanopoulos was like embarrassing. That was embarrassing. It really, really was. I, I hope you watch that because that tells you the man go look, does not know yeah. what's going on. Yeah, go on YouTube and just watch it. I gotta go look that up. I've been looking for stuff like that, but every time I watch him, I feel like he gets slack jawed. I feel like his mouth kind of drops open and he's not all there. Sometimes I'm like, what's going? On? Is he there? Well, he's not there, and I've got I've got red marks all over my house uh, where I beat my head against the wall <laughs> as I as I watched this guy. Hey, did you hear they're going to name a professorship? No, anyway. <laughs> the Joe Biden oh what? He went yeah. like it won't even continue because they won't know what the name Joe Biden. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> who knows? It's just it, 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 I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, really, well, it's, it's crazy. Well, Something's going to come down and mandate this this vaccine or mandate the mask. The federal government can't do that, right? No, they're going to try. I hit Steinbuck with something. All the all the powers not delegated to the federal government, right, are reserved to the states. That's the Tenth Amendment. That says so, that, but they've been ignoring the Tenth Amendment for the last thirty mm-hmm. years. Well, and, I don't and, see anywhere in the Constitution where it says they can mandate masks. Now. Uh, uh, the, the the balance to that is we have the freedom to assemble, right? We can we can assemble peacefully. Oh no, no, you see, you, if, if they let you, <laughs> no, but you can assemble at a, an Obama birthday party at, there you at, go. at one of these um, one of these marches yeah. for um, Antifa. Uh, or no man, Black Lives Matter, right? All, all those things because you know COVID decides on politics the same way law schools decide on politics. By the way, uh, and it doesn't oh, spread for lefty politics. Politics, but for conservative uh, politics like Sturgis, oh, no, no, how can they get their motorcycles over there? Oh, yeah, right, because, by the way, when you're on a motorcycle, you're really close to the guy next to you, right? You're not six feet apart right. in the air outside. Well, yeah, you bring up a good point, uh, Rob. Check this out. What about this, the federally, man, I don't know, the, the helmets, the helmet mandate on riding a motorcycle? Right. Is that not a mask? Is that not a yeah, doesn't that a count? safety, a seat, a seat belt? Um, no, you gotta. You gotta. Have been- Chris, you gotta wear one of these paper products that most of these people wear. Not a real N95 mask, which are just you know virtue signaling origami of the Hillcrest glitterati. Yeah, the glitterati. <laughs> hey, Mark wants to talk to us. Mark, how are you? Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, good morning, Dave Ellswick. How are you doing today? I'm fine. Hey, listen, I was just thinking about this whole Afghanistan thing. You know, it's interesting that uh, uh, Libya happened under Hillary Clinton's watch. And I'm wondering if Joe. Ben, yeah, Benghazi. You're talking about Benghazi. Yeah, yeah Benghazi. I'm wondering if um, he's going to use the same excuse that she did before Congress, which was at this point, what 
difference does it sure, make? Sure, what difference does what it does, make? And you know what the dean said to me when I raised this stuff about the, the false naming of the Clinton professorship? What difference what, does why it Why does make? it matter? Yeah, it's the same thing. She's channeling <laughs> a different Clinton. Yeah. Why does it matter? It doesn't matter. That's, that's the way so they it, look at it, buddy. That's it. It it's all depends on whose ox is getting gored. Yeah, but that's, that's very, right. very true. And lately, the Democrats have been doing pretty good at just standing behind the red flag that they're waving. Yes. Anyway, thanks, gentlemen. Have a great day. I would like to uh, wish uh, Chris Corbett a uh, happy bunko. Okay. Knows what that is. <laughs> right anyway, on. your wife plays bunko with my wife. I was just wanting to reference that. Okay. What, so anyway. what, can you say what your wife's name is so you can tell her? It's Teresa. Teresa. Yeah, Teresa. Okay, so we appreciate your call in here to the Dave Ellswick Show. You tell your wife that one of her Bunko players' husbands called into the show. I'll do it. That'll make her break out in a sweat for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yeah, this whole thing with Afghanistan uh, has got me really, really worried. I, th- this this is going to play out all the, for the next ten to twenty years. It's not going to be over in a year. It's going to be ten no, or twenty years no. that this is going to play out. I mean, the head of the Taliban is a guy that was in Gitmo, and they let him go to get Bird Dog. <laughs> Bird Dog is his real name. I call him Bird. You know, Bird Dog. Dog. But anyway, right. they get him back here to the United States, and they said, oh, he promised not to go back to fighting against us. He's the head of the yeah. Taliban. Yeah. Well, they're going to they're gonna crucify these, uh, the, the Shiites. They're going to, I mean, they do crazy stuff, like put people in cages and put them in the bottom of a pool and fill the pool up. I mean, these people are nuts. Well, the word is out from several of the uh, translators. Their, ho- their houses have been called... And when family members say they're not here, they said, tell them no matter where they run, no matter where they try to hide, we will find them and kill them. And they have already been going through uh, Kabul and finding people who who worked with the Americans and have been hanging people in their front yards. What? See that? Then they're going to limit the press. So we're not going to know what's going on. Limit? Well, yeah. Limit? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It really is. Yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty amazing. Limit got, with a rifle. We got to get a, get get in here and let me tell everybody about Pat Davis real quickly here. Pat Davis wants you to know that he's got a way of doing health insurance that can save you thirty to fifty percent. It's great health care plan for self employed people. It is a plan that uses actual insurance, not a share plan, and uh, you can choose any provider in the nation for your health uh, coverage. Uh, You often get a check when you go to the doctor, urgent care, and even the hospital because there's no co-pays. You know, when you go see your, uh, you know, your primary physician, you don't have to pay him 75 bucks just to go in and say, hey, doc, what's happening? Oh, you look really good. See you next year. Uh, no, you don't have to pay any co-pays whatsoever. And any excess money that is left over comes to you. It doesn't go to the insurance company. That's what uh, Pat Davis can do for you. You need to call him. 501-605-6935. 
501-605-6935. Hundreds of people have called Pat. Hundreds of people. He now represents them and have gotten them on health insurance that's 30 to 50% less. You can also visit him online, yourhealthplanman.com. That's yourhealthplanman.com. All right, let's uh, finish this up with uh, Robert Steinbach and uh, Chris Corbett. Uh, Chris, you spend a lot of time on local issues here in the state. The, uh, the Attorney General handed down an opinion uh, this last week dealing with CRT, that's critical race theory, uh, and she said she thought it was unconstitutional. Now, that opinion is not legally binding on anybody, but it's it's good direction for people out there in the real world, so to speak. Mark Lowry, State Representative Mark Lowry, took He's the one who asked for the attorney general to give the opinion and what she thought. When she brought that opinion out, he sent a letter to Johnny Key, head of uh, the Department of Education, asking that he send a letter to every one of the school superintendents uh, telling them that they could they could face litigation if they were teaching critical race theories uh, in their schools. Uh I think it's kind of weird how we got to go, keep going round and round about this and why, uh, I don't know, the, the, the local uh, uh, representatives and senators just don't come out and say, you can't teach this crap. If you do, you know, you're going to lose your license or something in, to that, or we'll cut your funding uh, to your school. Same thing with uh, 1619. That that's erroneous information. It's a falsehood. It's a false narrative. How many different ways can I put it? It's not true, and uh, they're teaching it to our kids as though it's bona fide history. So, what do you think yeah, about terrible. what she did? It's ter- it's terrible, Dave. I think she's right on, and she and she cites two things. First, it's a violation of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, right? which is a law passed by the legislature, the federal legislature. And then we've got the Equal Protection Clause in the uh, the, the Arkansas Constitution and the U.S. Constitution. And you just cannot be out there teaching racist uh, ideologies that then in turn split the country in half. I, li- I like to call education. it dogma because it is a religion yeah. to the left. The law school has oh. had a reading group on critical race um, the theory, the law school, uh, there are powers that be at the law school that wants to uh, increase the infusion of critical race theory into legal education. But don't don't forget, Dave, we're very diverse. Uh, far left, super left, communist, you know, that kind of, very diverse, very <laughs> yeah, diverse. Gotcha. Uh, politically and philosophically. But right? I'm liking what what Chris is pointing out here. It's unconstitutional not only on the federal level but on the state level according to our own constitution and uh, then you got this whole thing about you know it's it's against the the civil rights law that lyndon baines johnson was so heavily behind so it, it's right. well that go ahead mm-hmm. yeah go well, ahead that's where the that's where they could the, the federal government could reach out and uh um 
pull back some federal funding, right? Right. If you had a if you had a a president in there with some <clears throat> with some what what Rob some temerity, he can say, hey, all universities that get federal funding, if you teach this crap, if you teach this false narrative, this race based ideology in critical race theory, then you don't get any money. Is it perfectly legal? You know, and and let's look at what they're saying here about CRT and apply it to what we hear from our president from time to time. This mm-hmm. whole, let, let's let's talk about that a um, a person who owns apartments can't tell somebody that they're in you know they're in breach of their contract and they have to pay you know their uh, their money for their rent. And the president came, remember what the president said. He said, I don't know what I can do about that, but we're going to find out. Well, uh, you know, uh, in other words, we're going to make it up. You know that the law school has established a race center, right? A race center. The, for all for all the legal issues that are out there, the, uh, and the claim that it's not a partisan operation, we've established a race center. Now, do you think that's a conservative race center, or do you think it's a critical race theory infused race center? It's right. So this is what we're talking about. No, there's no politics at the law school. Let's start a race center. What? Amazing. What? It really is. So it's amazing. It's, it's infused throughout education. And people like Mark Lowry have been doing God's work uh, by trying to remove the racism that is uh, this uh, um, philosophy. Yeah. So what's your thought, uh, Chris? Dude, I mean, this is going to be tough to turn back, isn't it? Uh, It's going to be real hard to turn back. But but this has been coming for a long time. These ideas were created 20 and 30 years ago, and it it stemmed out of 50 kind of years way, ago. Dave. Yeah, from the 60s and um, you know the Vietnam protests, and and now these this ideology has been taught to our uh, young uh, kids. I, I call them kids, but they're adults. This is in why our universities. This is why universities and education are so delusional, and they make yeah. statements like "we're diverse." They don't realize that the rest of the world doesn't buy into this. They don't realize how out there they are with this indoctrination theory, this re-education camp theory. A lot of it right. is just starting. We're just starting to push back. For fifty years, we've let them blab about this stuff and and haven't taken it serious, and now. They've shown what happens if they get, you know, control of most of the levers of power. Yeah. Well, Dave, it's, it's actually ironic. If, if, you, if you have a little grasp of the history in um, Plessy v. Ferguson, right, separate but equal, we could have separate white schools, separate black schools, separate white uh, train cars for whites only. That's all was overruled with Brown v. Board education, right? But they're, they're actually reg- these Democrats and the left regressing ideology. They're regre- it's actually yeah, it's it's crazy. Did you see it's that? Like, really, you want to? You see you that that, that lady that's uh, bringing uh, a lawsuit at the school that her child goes to. It's a high school, and uh, she it's a black woman. She showed up, and they yeah. were putting her daughter in a black only classroom, and she says, "Oh no, 
No, no, no, no, no, you're not going to do that. You're right. They're regressing. Thank you so much, Chris, for being a part of the Dave Ellswick Show today, brother. You bet. All right, we'll talk to you later. And, Robert, thank you for coming in and being part of the show as as well. God bless. You'll be hearing from Robert more often here in the next few weeks uh, when I go on vacation because he'll be filling in for me from time to time during that vacation. I'll be back with uh, Matt Smith in just a few moments, but let's uh, hear what Bill O'Reilly has to say. All right, we'll get to Matt Smith here in just a moment. East End Towing wants you to know, no matter what you find yourself in, uh, as far as problems, whether it's you locked your keys in your car, uh, you broke out, uh, broke down on the side of the highway, uh, perhaps, uh, you know, you, you blew a tire or maybe you got two tires blown. I talked to a friend of mine the other day and he was going to a area where they were doing some work on the road and took out his two front tires. <coughs> and that's a, that's a problem in and of itself when it happens. East End Towing can help you. Remember, they're part of the uh, Arkansas Tow and Recovery Board. They are licensed, they're insured, and each truck is permitted. So give them a call. They'll help you out. <coughs> Excuse me. 501-888-8849. 501-888-8849. get a drink of coffee. My allergies are kicking up. <laughs> good morning, Matt Smith. Hey, How are you, brother? I'm good. I'm good. You got it's some great Friday. movies coming up this weekend. Got a lot of movies to choose from, that's for sure. You know, you can get out and see a film this weekend. Absolutely. Yeah, you can do it. Not only do you have movies that are coming out this weekend, but there were three new ones that opened up last weekend. You may not have got to see all of them, and you want to uh, catch the ones that you missed. That's true. That's true. Now, we've got some good stuff this weekend. Of course, for the kids, we've got the Paw Patrol movie. Taking my grandson, first time to a motion picture at Cabot VIP Cinema at 145 tomorrow afternoon to see that movie. Yep, he's going to love it. It's rated G. It's great. Uh, Not often do we get a G-rated movie in the theaters. Uh, I'm glad to see it. Uh, It's wonderful. You know, most stuff now is at least PG. Uh, So this G Paw Patrol movie... Uh, you know, really looking forward to that. I think he'll enjoy it. I know my kids have, so that'll be wonderful. That's a good thing. That's new today, Paw Patrol. Uh-huh. Uh, we've got a, um action thriller called The Protégé with uh, Michael Keaton, Maggie Q, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, Robert Patrick, uh, Rembrandt and Anna, two world premier assassins who share a mystery, mysterious past from Vietnam, Traverse the globe, competing for high-profile contracts. But when Anna's mentor is murdered, she and Rembrandt must form an uneasy alliance and return to Vietnam to track down this killer. Cool. Rated arts, the protege, great action, uh, espionage, hitman thriller. That's new. That's playing at all locations. Be sure to check that out this weekend. So we've got an R-rated Action thriller for the adults. We got a G-rated animated cartoon for the kids. Both of those start today. Got a uh, new movie with Hugh Jackman, Fatty Newton, Daniel Wu, Cliff Curtis. It is Reminiscence, PG-13. And, of course, we talked about it a little bit last week. It's out right. today. And it is a sci-fi uh, love story slash mystery. Yeah, so you got you got the gamut here. You know, you got action, you got science fiction, you got a kids movie that they'll love and, and enjoy. So 
You got it all there right now. Yes, all three of those are out today at all locations. And, of course, we have Respect, Aretha Franklin's biopic. That is still on the screen from last Friday. We're playing Don't Breathe 2, uh, which is the sequel um, to that highly successful film from a couple of years ago where uh, the blind man has to defend himself against intruders. Don't Breathe 2. Be sure to check that out. And, of course, Free Guy, the number one film last weekend at the box office, uh, PG-13. Free Guy is still on the screen at all the theaters. Ryan Reynolds stars. Uh, Channing Tatum's in the movie. Uh, everyone is loving that. Um, it is uh, it is a, a, a cool little love story uh, disguised as a video game movie. That's a great movie. Yeah, it uh, is. $28 million at the box office last weekend. Yes. So Free Guy, Respect, The, pro- uh, the Protégé, uh, Paw Patrol, Don't Breathe 2, all, at all locations. Uh, we're still playing Jungle Cruise with The Rock. That is still on the screen. Uh, and, of course, we are still playing Old. Uh, right. That is playing everywhere at all the cinemas as well, so be sure to check those out. And now specifically at Market Street, and that's Market Street Cinema. Um, excuse me, Market Street Cinema. I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a few years ago, brother. Oh, man. Oh, man, I tell you, I was looking at this independent <laughs> film, and for some reason that, that came into my mind. Specifically at Riverdale 10. Uh, it's Riverdale10.com. Specifically at Riverdale 10 in Little Rock, where we try to, you know, hold over the unique pictures and open some unique pictures. All right. Uh, at Riverdale 10, uh, we still have your buddy Matt Damon in Stillwater. He's right. still on the screen. And we're still playing The Green Knight, which has been very popular at Riverdale 10. Uh, that's still playing, and of course, that's got Dave Patel in it. And then new this week at Riverdale 10 is The Night House. Uh, that's rated R, uh, directed by David Brugner and uh, Rebecca Hall, uh, Sarah Goldberg, Stacey Martin, uh, Samantha Buck, all star in this film. Reeling from the unexpected death of her husband, Beth is left alone in the lakeside home he built for her. Soon she begins to uncover her recently deceased husband's disturbing secrets. That's the Night House. It's rated arts from Searchlight Pictures, and it is at Riverdale 10, Riverdale10.com. So all the other movies you can see at all five locations, uh, we've still got the Green Knight, Stillwater, on at Riverdale 10 for you, and of course, new today, exclusive Riverdale 10 is the Night House. That's okay. Riverdale10.com. I did want to tell everybody, The Green Knight is a great motion picture. My it wife is. didn't like it. I liked it a lot, and it, it reminds me of John Borman's Excalibur. That's what it reminded me of. It's it's that type of, it's, it's a slow motion picture, but if you allow yourself to be drawn in you're going to like it a lot. Yes, yes. People are enjoying it, and uh, it has had a study audience there at Riverdale 10. And, you know, uh, we got some good news at Riverdale 10 last week. Uh, the Arkansas Times readers voted us Best Movie Theater 2021. Good. Uh, so, yes, yes. And so it, it's really, really great, you know, through uh, all the issues that we've had with the coronavirus and all those things, um, you know, over the past year and a half that uh, our regular customers, our loyal customers, have stuck with us. So for the Arkansas Times readers to vote us best movie theater in Arkansas, that was that was really cool. That was really great. We were great to see that, and, and it's been wonderful. Of course, we're still open seven days a week, 
Tuesday night, everybody gets in for $5 every Tuesday night. Uh, $5, all tickets, all movies. That's all locations, including Riverdale 10. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, you get free popcorn on Wednesdays with the um, the popcorn bucket, and you can refill that huge 200-ounce bucket for just uh, 4 bucks. Uh Anytime you come in, you know, buy a ticket on Wednesday, you get all the popcorn you can eat for free, but all the other days you can refill that huge bucket for just four bucks. Of course, we still got a rewards program going, you know, get your rewards card. You get points for every dollar that you spend. You can redeem those points for free concessions and free movie tickets. So be sure to check that out. Information for all that's at Riverdale10.com. If you want to look forward a little bit, next Friday we'll have Candyman. Yeah, the new baby. Candyman reboot, the new Candyman movie. It's rated R. It comes out next Friday from Bloomhouse. That'll be at all five locations. And then um, next Friday at Riverdale, we got a cool independent film called Together from Bleecker Street that'll open. So, you know, we're out there at Luxury Leather Electric Recliners with tables and reserved seating at all of our locations. Of course, we're featuring full food menus from pizzas to chicken tenders to White Castle cheeseburger sliders, pretzels, nachos, hot dogs, candy, bottled water. And, you know, if you um, if you uh, want some dessert, we got some key lime pie for you, some chocolate peanut butter pie, just about anything you want to eat. You can check that out. And, of course, in Little Rock, Cabot, and Hot Springs, we do serve beer and wine. So be sure to check out the menu at the websites as well. Yeah, you got uh, got great movies that are there. I mean, Suicide Squad's still playing, right? Yes, uh, Suicide Squad is uh, on the screen in uh, Cersei. Uh, we are still playing Suicide Squad in Cabot. And we are still playing Suicide Squad in Hot Springs. Uh, it's still on the screen at those locations. Um, and let's see here, in... in uh, Yes, at those locations, Cersei Cabot and Hot Springs okay. still have Suicide Squad. They sure do. It um, the attendance varies, um, you know, film to film at each location. Uh, Black Widow is still playing in uh, Cabot. Cabot, for example. Yeah, great so movie. The, yes, yes, and so it it, it it somewhat varies at each location, but uh, generally the top pictures each week are the same at each location. The kind of the legs as to what sticks around and what doesn't. Kind of kind of varies from uh, town to town a little bit. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Then we're going to come back and finish up our conversation with Matt Smith. We'll tell you what the next Dave Ellswick, uh, the answer classic movie is going to be on October twelfth, and I'm sure you'll want to see it. And uh, it's got Marlon Brando in it, and it's a great motion picture. We'll tell you what to 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 wait for. It's coming your way right here at Riverdale 10. All right, back with you I with Matt Smith. I promised you that I would let you know what the next classic movie is going to be for the Dave Ellsworth classic movie, which is uh, going to be October 12th. Only $5 to see this, and if you've never seen it on the big screen, you've really missed out. Uh, 1979's Apocalypse Now, which has one of my favorite movie quotes of all time in it from robert duvall i love the smell of napalm in the morning it smells like victory it's <laughs> and then watching and watching him surf uh as we well needed more i think we needed more napalm in afghanistan yeah, yeah. that's the difference yeah. don't get me started man i already I already did a half hour on that 
What a joke. Yeah, it is. Totally a joke. What a joke. I mean, uh, 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 O'Biden has has given Afghanistan to the Taliban, and he's uh, given the Rio Grande Valley uh, to uh, illegal immigrants. Yep. Uh, it's an invasion down there. I mean, the only the only people swarming faster than the Taliban is those people swarming across our southern border. Yeah, and uh, about forty five percent of them are uh, contagious with uh, COVID. Oh, they're so. going to bring us that new Lambda variant. Yeah, you know, that's what they're growing down there in Brazil. They're going to go on and bring that to us. You know, what can I say? Yeah, All right. Also, also as classic movies go, Mark November 9th. This is a movie. I have wanted to show since I've been doing a classic movie, not just here in Arkansas, but in North Dakota, Indianapolis, and in Kentucky. I mean, I've been trying to get this movie, and finally it became available on November 9th. We'll be showing The King, Elvis Presley, and The Queen, and Margaret together in Viva Las Vegas. I will be there to watch this movie back on the big screen. The, the, this is pr- probably the greatest Elvis Presley movie made. King Creole. Now, it was good, but I have to tell you, Viva Las Vegas did a bigger box office. Those are my two. Those are my two. So, yeah, classic movies now. Apocalypse Now, 1979, R. Martin Sheen, Marlon Brando, Robert Duvall, and, of course, Lawrence Fishburne. It's only $5. It's going to be Tuesday, October 14th, 7 p.m. The tickets are on sale at Riverdale10.com. Tuesday, October the 12th, 7 p.m., The Exorcist from 1973, the original, Linda Blair, Max von Schnode, Ellen Bernstein, Jason Miller, The Exorcist. That's our October classic, October the 12th, only five bucks. Tickets are already on sale at Riverdale10.com. As you just mentioned, the man himself, Elvis Presley and Ann Margaret. I can't wait. They're at Riverdale 10, November the 9th, 7 o'clock, Viva Las Vegas, the original from 1964. Tickets are just $5. They're on sale at Riverdale10.com. And, of course, for our holiday classic in December, we've got White Christmas, 1954, rated PG, Bing Crosby, Rosemary Clooney, 7 o'clock, Tuesday, December the 14th. Danny K. Hey, they're on sale now, Riverdale10.com. Be sure to check it out. One of the most underrated performers of all time, Danny Kay. Also. He was just, just, man, come on, he was in the movie with Bing Crosby. Yeah. What could he do, man? He was overshadowed. Yeah, he's great, though. (laughs) All right, so let me me say a goodbye today. We had a death in our our movie family. Sonny Chiba died. He was 82. And uh, you who are... Our big uh, martial arts movie fans like myself and Quentin Tarantino, uh, the last movie that Sonny Chiba did was Kill Bill. Uh, of course, she's, he's the one that uh, made the sword for the bride, but Sonny Chiba passed away at 82. Greatest movie he ever did, Street Fighter. Oh, great movie. That, that is a nice segue into our next martial arts film, which is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. That's right. That's, that's getting Marvel really Universe, good. From the Marvel Universe. It starts Thursday, September the 2nd. The tickets are on sale now at all the theaters, Riverdale10.com. That is our next martial arts film. 
Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and it's from the Marvel Comics Universe, so be sure to check that out. It starts Thursday, September the 2nd. Lots and right lots now, of buzz. Lots of buzz yes. about that movie. I'm yes. just telling you. They're saying that this is uh, really going to put uh, Marvel into the uh, um, martial arts action movies, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, as well, but uh, I was sorry to see that Sonny Chiba passed. There's a scene in uh, the the Kill Bill Two that's directly from Street Fighter. If you remember when uh, the bride is fighting uh, Daryl Hannah, and she snatches her eyeball out of her head, that's right out of Street Fighter. I hope everybody knows that, and especially the part where she steps on her eyeball. Uh, oh man. <laughs> Man. Now, I got to say, Sonny Chiba was not barefooted when he did it. The Bride was barefooted when she did it. That was that was an awesome movie. It really was. Man. Mm. Hey, come check us out this weekend, Riverdale10.com. Got a lot of good movies on the screen. For yeah. You. Got a lot of come good ones it. coming up next weekend. Candyman, relaunch, reboot. I, I can't wait to see it. Really can't. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be, be It's going to be fun. Did you see, uh, I saw in the trades that uh, Sylvester Stallone announced yesterday that starting Monday, Expendables 4 goes before the cameras. I'm ready. It's a great movie. I'm ready to see them. I love that series. I'm <laughs> who, ready for the Who does one, not like the Expendables movies? So if you're good. an action so movie fan, you got to love the Expendables. Bringing all those guys back. It's awesome that he does that. I um, love it. I wonder who, who will be coming back this time that hasn't been back already. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, he's got to get somebody. Yeah, he'll have somebody that's new. I mean, he's had uh, Mel Gibson. He's had uh, Stallone. He has had... Uh, Oh, I'm trying to think who was it that was in in the last Dolph movie. Lundgren. Yeah, Lundgren. I mean, he's had he's had everybody. He's had uh, yeah. the Asian uh, actor. Yes. Uh, as well. I mean, about Mickey Rourke, man. Come on, Mickey did, Rourke. Did I hear that he's bringing back? Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's going to bring somebody back that died. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no. I don't know. What about Schwarzenegger. What about Schwarzenegger? Well, he's been there. He, he what was about uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme? Wasn't he in the last one? What about Steven Seagal? There we go. We got to have Seagal <laughs> back so he can grab somebody by the hand and break their wrist. <laughs> we got We got to have that happen. That, that's yes, exactly yes. right. Absolutely. Of Those are great movies. They're just you know, fun. They Tommy Lee Jones? I don't know. Yeah. Who, yeah. He could put, put Tommy Lee back in. That'd yes. be pretty cool, too. Tommy did a lot of action movies. He did. He's saying. By the way, Suicide Squad, now I kind of let it out. I can talk about this. When you first saw that, did you did you recognize Stallone's voice? Uh, you know, I mean, I knew that was coming a little bit, you know. So, uh-huh. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't as surprising to me as it was to the audience for the first time, which is wonderful. That's what it's always about. You want a little surprise in the movie. I mean, it's the magic of the movies. You know, to hear he's numb, had a, he's had to hear numb, numb delivered with a Brooklyn accent though was interesting. <laughs> hey, he's had a a hit movie now in all these decades: seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands, twenty tens, twenty twenty. Yeah, six decades he's been in. He's been he's been in a number one movie for six decades. I don't believe there's any other actor or actress who's done that. Is there? 
I mean, not no. I mean, take it all the way back to Rocky from the 70s, you know? Yeah. But, yes, six decades for him. Unbelievable. Number one movie at the box office for six different decades. And, no, I don't think so. I think he's the only one. I want a, I want Cobra too. Hey, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I like that movie. That was a good movie. I, yeah, lo- I love that car he drove. You knew what you were getting when you went to a Stallone movie. You, you sure did. Absolutely. absolutely. All right, Matt, have a great weekend. We'll catch up with you again next Friday right here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Riverdale10.com. All right, we appreciate you. Thank you much. Don't forget, you got him also at Hot Springs. You have him in uh, Cabot. You have him up in Searcy and then up in Batesville at the Oaks uh, VIP Cinema as well. Go see a good movie this weekend. Go to a movie and see it. I'm taking my... My uh, grandson on Saturday, 145. It's Paw Patrol, the movie time. His first movie. I can't wait to see his face when the the sound comes up and it's really, really loud. He'll uh, he'll grab Pop's hand. I'll tell you that right now. He'll be holding on. All right. You have a great weekend. I'll see you again on Monday. Uh, the uh, power panel will be here. Uh, Simone will be with us as well. And she'll be part of it. So we'll have a female and two guys in together talking about all the things that happen over the weekend politically. I'm Dave Ellswick. Have a great one. Live free. Talk to you later. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.